how does it work that, that the Torah begins telling us about New Year's, but it doesn't say it's a New Year. It just says, Yom Yelachem. You have a, a day of, of calling out, a day of trumpeting. And then exactly 10 days later, we have Yom Kippur. 10 days. That number is such a significant number, obviously, in the Torah. It's a significant number in religious traditions beyond Judaism. We have many tens. The Mishnah in the beginning of Pirkei Avot, chapter 5, says, here's a list of tens for you. We got ten days of creation. We have the Ten Commandments. We have the ten generations from Adam to Noah and then from Noah to Abraham. We have ten plagues. We have ten brothers of Joseph who went down to the land of Egypt. We have ten, ten, ten. Lots of tens. The Zohar the 13th century mystical work, picks up on two of those tens and puts them in conversation. The ten utterances with which the world was created, ten times in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, the word and God spoke appears, and God spoke, and God spoke, and God spoke. Through those utterances, through those asarama ma'amarot, the world is created, and the Zohar says, let's compare those and put them up in a synoptic chart with the Ten Commandments, the Asara Dibrot. And let's say that each one of those Ten utterances will be connected to one of the Ten Commandments. Do you get the idea? Creation and revelation, natural world and human construction. These two are in tension, they're in dialogue, they work with each other. And then a Hasidic master, about 800 years, 700 years later, said, you know what? Let's add another 10 to the mix, why don't we? 10 utterances, 10 commandments, and 10 days of tshuva. The 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, all of these 10s, we're not going to go through all ten of them, but let's just take the first one, since it is the first day. The first day, this Hasidic master says, the first day of the ten days of returning, of transformation, are connected with the first utterance of creation and the first moment of God's revelation at Sinai. That's tonight. That's tomorrow. You guys want to know what those are? I'm going to tell you. According to most sources, the first utterance of creation wasn't even a spoken utterance. It was an implicit whisper. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. The word amar or utterance isn't appearing there. It's called a ma'amar stuma. It's the whole gesheft. It's the first moment of creation where there was a desire to see everything unfold as it should, everything contained in that very first whispered creation. Everything that had and could become. It is the quintessence of becoming itself, what is potential, what is. 
It's the gestation chamber in which all of the nine other ones come and are seated. It is potential writ large. It's what could be. The middle frame is, I am the Lord your God, the first of the Ten Commandments. The revelation, Anochi Adonai Elohecha. I am the one who took you out of Egypt. I am the one, God says, here I am. I'm here. That's tonight, that's tomorrow. Those two moments are happening. And what it says to me when I put those things together, all of that, is that tonight is when we affirm that we believe in renewal. Can the world be recreated? And do we believe deeply in our kishkas, in our bones, that there is someone, something, some power greater than any human power, that there is some principle, some idea, some loving expression that comes from obscurity but that beats in my heart and in yours forever that says, I am the one who took you out of bondage. Those two moments are the first day of transformation. We need both of those. Is renewal possible? And is it possible to believe that there is a power greater than human hubris, human destructive egotism, the ignorance that blinds us from seeing each other as beautiful? That's tonight, that's tomorrow. And then for nine days, one creation utterance, one commandment, they dance together. Tonight is the night of seeding. Tonight is the night of planting the seeds for the unfolding of a new world. Ten utterances created a world. Ten days will recreate ours. It will give us the strength, as Rabbi Jessica said earlier, to have a survival or maybe even a thriving Emergency kit. What are we going to do? Here we are. The Jewish tradition says that we begin our new year not with bells and whistles, although a couple of horns. It's true. We don't begin our new year in the middle of the month like we do Passover. We don't begin our new year in the middle of the month like Sukkot. We don't begin our new year when the moon is in her fullness Blast a horn in the month in which the moon will be covered. That is the timing for the blasting of the horn when it is dark. When we can't even see it. The fullness, the radiance of light that is shining. We don't know where the sun is that should be. Where's the moon? The verse that we sang about 10 minutes ago is the source for the notion that Rosh Hashanah comes during the dark period. And like the rabbis say, the reason why the eye is constructed as it is is that we see out of the black of the eye, out of the dark spot in the eye, out of that which should not be reflecting light, we see in the dark. That is Breshit Bara Elohim. That is the voice of God saying, from darkness, choshech al to home, wham. Right? Boom. And anochi adonai lohecha, shehotzeiticha, 
When you were in your darkest place, you softened the dark of the eye. We begin tonight, and we will discuss this over and over again in places every year, but maybe this year more so than ever, where we feel like we're a little bit in the dark. It's not easy to see. But Breshit Bar Elohim, there was once a promise that from darkness, life and light, that first, Vayam Elohim Yeor, there's light. From bondage, there was liberation. From despair, hope was born again. We're going to talk a lot about hope. So I want to give you some homework tonight. When you go home or you stay here to, to eat, Turn to a friend, to a neighbor, a loved one, a spouse, and say, here's some of the dark things that I've seen this year. Here's some of the dark places I have been. Here's some of the dark things that I think need light. Here are some of the places where renewal might happen. Here are some of the places where I could use the voice of liberation to take me from a place of bondage to a place of freedom. Just begin to percolate, begin to seed, begin to experiment if you can. We've got a long way to go until Yom Kippur. Lots of words, lots of music, lots of time. Ten days. Take ten. And seed the world that you want to see.